0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's movie blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Saturday, and welcome to episode 151 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. As you all know, as soon as these streams are over, or at least a few days after, I try and get these out as podcasts to be put out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and also Spotify. Coming for you, Joe Rogan, and we have a damn good time. Tonight, we'll be talking about the Snyder Cut, we'll be talking about the supposed alleged air cut of Suicide Squad, and also about how the media completely hates fans. I did a video a couple days ago about how people like ScreenRank, Collider, and Vulture have all made hit pieces on the fans that got the Snyder Cut actually into existence, actually essentially willed it to be announced for an HBO Max coming out next year, and how that same type of mentality and that same type of passion could potentially have people over at AT&T, and uh, therefore Warner Media and DC put out a possible alternate cut of Suicide Squad that falls more in line with the vision of David Ayer. Now, similar to Snyder, I'm kind of very critical still of a uh, David Ayer cut. I don't think it's going to be able to fix any of the major issues. For me, one of the biggest issues of Suicide Squad is Jared Leto's performance as the Joker. I think most people admit it is by far the weakest performance in all of history of that character of the Joker, and it just did not really fit well, not just with the comic book lore of the character, but also, just as a general movie-going audience, most people just did not find any comfort with it, and, you know, didn't even think it was that good, you know, and that's and really sad, because Jared Leto is a very talented actor, and for anyone to start to say, I don't know if he's a good actor anymore, because of that performance, should tell you all that you really need to know about it, and seeing that Basically, David Ayer has said, oh yeah, there's even more footage of the Joker, there's even more stuff that we can add in, makes me think, okay, so if we're getting more of Jared Leto's Joker, that just to me means you're going to have more problems, and therefore I don't understand how it could possibly fix the film, and also... Just because you have extra footage, and I I actually got into an argument with someone in the comment section on the last video, just because you have 10, 15, 20, even 30 minutes of extra footage does not mean that the movie is going to automatically be better because it's longer. It's not just going to be better because there's more content. You have to be able to cut that footage together into something that makes sense, and I made a point at the very end saying... Think about all of the director's cuts that have been released. And and this is, I think, my biggest fear. And I I would like to ask you all the same question. Do you think that what's happening with the Snyder Cut, as great as that is for the fans of that franchise, do you think that this could set a dangerous precedent? And again, you're going to think, wait, you're talking just like the media. I say nay nay, because what I'm talking about is I think this will set a dangerous precedent for studios. And my mindset is, how many director's cuts do you think we're going to start to get in the film industry? Obviously, we have legitimate cuts. Like, the center cut seems like a very legitimate director's cut, where it's a completely different version of the film, or it's cut in a way with so much extra footage that was never seen in the original cut of the film that we saw in theaters, so that it's basically an entirely different film altogether. I think that that is something that, if it's there, and if it improves upon the original, okay, let's go ahead and get that stuff out. But what I am concerned about... And what I'm afraid about is that, just like Hollywood always does with trends, can this happen when, when Avatar came out? What was the one thing they thought? Ooh, people, this movie made money, and people went to see this movie. Why? Because it was in 3D, and what happened? Every single freaking movie that ever got released from that point for like a period of two years got a 3D transfer, and it was Terrible. It was an awful time to be a movie goer because they would always play around with the showtime so that sometimes the the best showtime available, you know, at six or seven p.m. slot wouldn't be the 2D version that I know that people like me would prefer, but instead it was the 3D version, which I just never wanted to have anything to do with. I just, I hate 3D, it's such a gimmick, and I don't really think it adds much to the film going world. IMAX, Dolby, those I think add a lot to the experience, not so much 3D. But that's what Avatar did, right? We talked about this on Friday Night Tights last night. Remember when the Dark Knight came out? What happened after The Dark Knight came out? Oh, wait, that's right. All of a sudden, a bunch of movies started to come out with Dark in the title. It's like, the it's for some reason, Hollywood Studios thought that's why it did well. It wasn't because it was a great film made by a great director, Christopher Nolan. It's because of the name of the movie. It's just like when people... <laughs> and then, as another example... It's just like when Inception came out and was a huge success, they didn't think, "Oh, it was a thought-provoking film by a great filmmaker that's that's why it did well. That's why people loved it." No, they said, "No, it's because in the music they have the boom." And so therefore almost every major action film for the foreseeable future just always had a random boom in it. And so this is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that Hollywood at the higher up, you know, at the higher up level are going to start to see this as a way for them to re-release older films As a cash grab opportunity where they promise it to be a director's cut. Or they put a famous regular, the Spielberg cut, right? Even though all of us know Spielberg has so much power in Hollywood that he has never had a release that was not fully his vision. Like, let's just be honest about that. But that, I think, is something that you're going to start to see. And that's my big fear. And that's the reason why I'm not really as excited or I'm not really as open to an air cut of Suicide Squad as I would be for Snyder Cut, even though I'm still critical of both. Because I do feel like it is setting a dangerous road. Not that fans have power. I think that any project where the fans know that there's extra footage or that a director who was really talented got pulled off a project because of politics behind the scenes or a studio got involved. Those are the cases where I think director's cuts absolutely still hold a place. But my fear is that Hollywood is going to take this as, wait a minute, the fans want director's cuts. We can give them director's cuts off the wazoo. And we're going to get a bunch of crap director's cuts that add two, three, five minutes of extra footage. And because it has it next to the name, they can re-release it as a new Blu-ray edition, as a new 4K edition, and try and make that sweet mula. But what are your thoughts about that? Let me know. Again, what are your thoughts about the Snyder cuts, the AR cut of Suicide Squad, the media, of course, being completely stupid. Again, especially calling out Collider and Screen Rant and Vulture. Dear Lord, that <laughs> we read through that article last night on Friday Night Tights from Vulture. And the dude is so full of himself, I, I honestly believe that this guy had like a, th- had a thesaurus or a dictionary next to him as he was writing and saying, hmm, let me put in a fancy word here to make me sound smarter than what I actually am. When you look at the whole thing further back in retrospect, you're like, wait a minute, no, this actually is the writings of a delusional moron. Because of the things that he was saying. But let me know your thoughts about it again. A lot of things to talk about on tonight's show. But let's jump into the YouTube chat first. Uh, Let's see, we got Enos 5000 what's going on, man? Mr. Peabody was over there saying, have you seen John? Have you seen John? Oh, now now I get that reference, Mr. Peabody. I watched a film the other day called Red Dog. It was an Australian film sent to me by Mr. Peabody a while ago. Finally got to see it. He didn't tell me that it was heartbreaking at a couple of moments, uh, and Odin had himself a good cry because of it. Uh, Josue Vagia, always here 30 minutes early, and then I never see him in the chat. What's going on? Ro Bra- uh, Bramla, what's going on? gmonga 76 Hyperdex13, Bruce says, I want the Odin cut. What you see is what you get. There is no Odin cut. Uh, Tina B, what is going on? Tina, thank you for letting them know if indeed you have a comment or a question. Type Odin question, all one word. Sometimes it'll pop up down here in the little thing. Again, if you want to donate too, great way to get your comment question read and also of course it's a great way to support the channel but you don't have to i do read the live chats if you tag me uh, and again the tag to get my attention for this channel is odin question all one word you don't have to put the at symbol you don't have to put a hashtag just put odin question all together o-d-i-n-q-u-e-s-t-i-o-n all one word don't put a space it'll highlight orange on my screen and it'll let me know hey you're trying to get my attention uh but so thank you very much tina for letting them know um, let's see. Laura's story is here. What's going on, Laura? Always waving. Uh, da, 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 da. Stephanie B. is here. Also, uh, prayers and thoughts going towards Stephanie B. especially. Uh, she is under a tornado. I think it's a warning or a watch. So please stay safe with those storms down in Texas and up in Kentucky. There are some thunderstorm warnings, I believe, as well. So, Tina, also, please stay safe. It's actually kind of sunny where I am right now. We had some rain earlier in the day, and we're going to have rain all week. It is truly that transition to summertime which i hate because it gets 80 degrees, 90 degrees and i hate the heat so much. I cannot wait for winter to come back because it is the best. All right, who else got in here? We got Slicer Neons in the chat. We got Moira. Kitty, what's going on Moira? I hope you're doing well. Mike Martinez tagged me and said, "How's your day been, Odin?" Oh, it's been nice and quiet and chill, I've been uh, literally just chilling with my dogs, in the very early morning, I I got up and actually did a couple of trailer reactions, so for anyone that likes trailer reactions, I did one for Mel Gibson's upcoming film, uh, dealing with the hurricane that hit Puerto Rico, Uh, I kind of am critical of the, of the background of that film, because it seems kind of like exploitation of a real-life tragedy. And then I also do a review of the upcoming Charlize Theron Netflix film that deals with and covers a graphic novel. It's an adaptation. And I think that there's some political problems going on with that film, including the casting of a very green actress, uh, maybe possibly for political motives, but seeing that I have not ever read that graphic novel... I don't know, but if you want to see those, they're over on the Welcome to Asgard channel. That's my secondary channel. It's where all of these shows go up as podcast form, and I try and do some random videos every now and then, but I think I'm going to start doing exclusive to that channel all trailer reactions, uh, that way I can try and make that channel more of a, you know, not just a, oh, here's where the podcasts go, but also, here's what all this specific content goes as well, I need to start doing more for that channel, so if you have not subscribed to that channel, check it out, welcome to Asgard, uh, Jeremy Swiggs is in the chat, he says, Odin, what is going on, hope you're doing well, as let's see, who went live when I went live, damn it, John Talks, I love you man, but come on, don't make me have to make you excommunicado. Luckily, it's a Saturday night, and so that's a very good time for anyone to stream. It's not like Josiah, who streamed on a time and night that I always stream. Um, damn you. Damn you. That's why he is still excommunicado. Still excommunicado. Uh, let us see who else is in the YouTube chat. We, again, got Stephanie B and Tina. Rhaegar Targaryen. Kek 44 is over there as well. How is it going? Uh, Gloin the Hobbit says, I couldn't take it. I shaved my head bald. Gloin the Hobbit, dude. I might be joining you very, very soon. As I see some activity going on over on DLive, DLive, I'll be heading over there in a second. Bruce says, Jared Leto's Joker is awesome. No, it is not, Bruce. I really hope that you're being sarcastic, man. It is terrible. Uh, Jace Doe, member on the YouTube channel, thank you very much, Jace, for being a member. He says, Yo, Odin, if they are going to release all these new cuts of movies, I want the Lucas cut of the Star Wars sequels. The problem is, is that there is no Lucas cut. I honestly, you know, any rumors of that, I honestly don't believe. Uh, He was on the set kind of, I want to say, for the last one. And he had ideas, but he was never in charge of any of those projects. So if they ever did that too, it would be terrible. If they ever actually try that, it would be god awful. So uh, Jeremy Swig says, by Odin's beard, look at Odin's beard. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Mayor Jeremy says, Evening, Sir Odin. Hello, Mayor Jeremy. Hope you're doing well. CWD Trixie is here as well. Michael Martinez says, If Disney announces a three-hour cut of Rise of Skywalker, these shill sites would be celebrating. Oh, they would. They would be so obsessed. They would be like, Yas, Queen. Yas, we want more Rise of Skywalker. Woohoo!" And all of us would be looking and saying, No. No one, no one asked for that. <laughs> you lost about half of your audience along that path. All right, I am now caught up on the YouTubes, and so the chat, of course, jumped on me. Let me go and head over to DLiveFam. Fam. What's going on, DLiveFam? Fam? Uh, I see some new faces have been popping up donating, so thank y'all so much. I'll be shouting y'all out in just a second. So Captain Phone Nemo is here. Captain Dean Heiss is here as well. Mister Peabody is here. Adam Frankie Declan is here as well. How's it going? As Peabody says, "Hello, Koba. How's it going, Koba?" D. Nice has a comment, says, Snyder Cut, Ayer Cut, hey Hollywood, how about making something new? And that's my point too. I think Hollywood, just like they've done, at least Disney has done with their animated movies, turning them into live action, I think that you'll see something very similar start to happen with these supposed director's cuts. Again, there are legitimate ones out there. I think the Snyder Cut is a great example of that. However, I do think that Hollywood's gonna try and take it and run with it, just like they always do. Oh, this is the new trend. This is the new fad. Let's abuse it. Until we're blue in the face. That's what's going to happen. And it's going to be really, really sad. Uh, Adam of the Clan says, How about they just make good movies in the first place? That would be great too. Like, how about studios? How about instead of releasing all of these new cuts, how about instead you let the creators make the vision that they want? And if it does well, great. And if it doesn't do well, guess what? You fire him, you never hire him again. It's pretty standard fare. At least one would think. Uh, Captain Phonemo over on DLive says, I think at least for me. Depends on the runtime of the director's cut. Anything less than three hundred minutes isn't a director's cut to me. Well, for me, if it's a brand new cut of a movie and it's within a certain time frame, I think that would also work. So, time frame has some play into it, but also the way that the movie is cut has some elements too. The only, you know, the only two movies that I ever hear about really changing everything—I guess technically you could say three—but one kind of went through like. Several different cuts. Obviously, Blade Runner is one that people always bring up. The final cut is the superior cut. And again, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of studio meddling kind of, you know, hurt the theatrical cut of that film. You gotta think about that one. But then, even in more modern times, what are the films that usually come up? Normally, Kingdom of Heaven is a movie that's brought up as one of the best director's cuts. And the reason why is because there's not just extra footage that fills in gaps, but it's also put together in a different way, too. And so, it helps to fix that. And again... When it comes to Kingdom of Heaven, at the very least, though, it was a pretty solid movie before those cuts were added in. And that was the other point I made to the person that was going after me in the comments, was you have to have a a good movie to start with if all you're going to do is add extra footage. Because at that point, you're taking a great product, and then you're adding more context, or you're adding more information that people can then take in. That's a good thing. That's something that, that should be praised, absolutely. So, you think about those two cuts of movies, and then obviously, in the most recent times... You have the Snyder Cut, but that still remains to be seen because we have to actually wait for that cut to be released. Uh, Cabney High says, I'm so glad that 3D basically burned itself out. Me too. I remember working at the movie theater at like the Heights, or at least during like the the, the real passion tide of passion tide, when 3D was still going on, when it was still a strong format. And then over the three years I worked there, it was slowly dying off and it was just beautiful. I loved when we didn't have to put 3D glasses out every day. It was a fantastic thing. Uh, IMAX 3D glasses were the worst, too, because we'd have to clean them, and then they wouldn't always be perfectly clean, and uh, it was just this whole, whole giant mess. Uh, Adam Frank of the Clan says, 3D doesn't work when you only have one eye, just saying. Yeah, Think thing about the people that have one eye, that have uh, any type of sight issues, kind of leaves them out in the cold. And as I mentioned beforehand, even when it does work, it doesn't add enough to a film to make it a unique going experience. Again, I saw The Hobbit in the 90 FPS or 60 FPS, you know, high frame rates of 3D showing. And even though it's the best version of 3D I've ever seen, I saw it in 2D as well, and the 2D version was just as fine. So, yeah, 3D is a gimmick, and it's 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 crap. Uh, Mr. Peabody says, Only found out two days ago that Crispin Glover was not in Back to the Future 2. Man, Mr. Peabody, yeah, that's a well-known thing for anyone that's, you know, a hardcore fan of the franchise, because it's just... Oh, man, yeah. So basically, when he signed on to the film, he assumed and was told, again, originally it was just going to be a uh, one-film deal. Or at the other, very least, it, it seemed like it was going to be a one-film deal. And so he went on to sign with other projects. And when they decided to start doing a second and third one, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And so what they did was he has more beef with one of the producers more so than with Robert Zemeckis. But basically, yeah, they they recast his role and had someone pretend to be him. And, yeah, so basically, he sued them. He sued, uh, at the very least, he sued uh, one of the major producers on the film because it's he, he he claimed the performance was not very good, and because they tried to make the person look just like him, he said that it was infringing upon his image and it was making him look bad. And even though I think that he may have gone a little too far with it and he's still angry about it, part of me is like, all right, dude, you're old enough now where I think you should just let it go, embrace the fandom, but his hatred of the producer, like one of the main producers on that film, he still hates. He's fine with Robert Zemeckis. They've actually worked together since that time. But, man, he cannot stand it. That's why Crispin Glover will not show up to any fan events. He will not promote the film at all. Uh, and the reason why is because of this one producer. It's it's so crazy. Uh, Camden Heiss says, So now let's do the Lucas cut for Rise of Skywalker. As I said before... There, there is not going to be a legitimate Lucasfilm cut. I know that there were all those rumors that there were like all these different cuts of the movie. But there's been no reports, no footage, no confirmation that he was on set behind the camera telling everyone where to go and how to work. And because of that, any ideas he may have had that were in the film or any ideas that were directed by someone else that were his that didn't make it to the final cut aren't really going to be his right? It's still going to have been under the eyes and leadership of someone else, so there, that's one where I can say, just using common sense, that there probably is no actual Lucas cut. They might claim there to be one to try and make some money off of it. I wouldn't buy it, though. Not for a second. Captain Phonemo, do you think they will release a physical cut of the Snyder Cut? I hope they do. Yes. So, it's probably going to be on HBO Max for at least a year, probably more, because they're going to try and drive subscriptions um, in 2021, especially when it gets released, and I think that it's going to eventually get that release on, on Blu-ray DVD. Because also, think about it. It means they can sell their movie that people have already bought to the same people again. Anyone that's a major fan of the franchise is going to want to buy it. If they already own it, they're going to spend their money on it again to get a special edition set that has the director's cut and also has the original cut as well. And because that's how they can package it. So yeah, I do think absolutely that they're going to do that because also, it wasn't really the biggest seller on Blu-ray, I think it did okay on Blu-ray, but it wasn't, again, like this giant behemoth to make up for the amounts of money that it lost um, in its theatrical run, so my guess is that they probably have a lot of stock remaining and left over, so it'd be pretty easy for them just to repackage it and use the discs that are already made of the original Blu-ray or the original 4K and then just put the additional cut on there on a separate disc would be my thought process on that. Um, Adam McLean says, I agree with you. Well, thank you. I'm glad. Mr. Peabody says, Yes, I know, but did you like Red Dog? I did like Red Dog. Again, it was a very well-made movie uh, with some pretty great acting. Very great comedic acting, especially. But it made me cry. Uh, let's see. Anki Spondy. Thank you very much for following over on D Live. I appreciate it. Uh, Anki Spondy Raid is what was being described earlier. So, of course, that's... I don't quite understand fully the raids that happen on D Live because, yeah, they show up for, like, you know, a minute and then when you're not completely live reading every single comment, they go away. It's like, well, sorry, we're just chatting, having a conversation, doing a podcast, so I fall behind on the chat. It's just something that happens. Uh, Warwick UK, what's going on, man? Thank you for following as well. Trace Jamie, what's going on? Uh, Also, Warwick UK, thank you very much for the three lemons. I really do appreciate that. Uh, Tina Baker, thank you for following over there as well. Uh, As went live too, says Captain Dean heiss Of course he did, dude. It's so late over there. Come on, As. Come on, bro. Uh, Tina Baker, thank you for the heart. I appreciate that. Spreading some love, says Angie Spotty. Well, thank you very much, man. I really do appreciate that, Chris. Uh, Fiffley, uh, Piff, Piffly, Piffly, Piffly. Thank you for the follow. Appreciate it. Uh, Elizabeth, 1975. Thank you for the ice cream donation. I really do appreciate that. Uh, Andy Spondy, Anky Spondy Life, thank you for the lemon donation as well. He also sent another lemon donation. Tracy Jamie 1988, thank you for the lemon donation as well. Sending that love, I appreciate that. Um, Angry Cookie, thank you very much for the follow. I appreciate that. Daniel Thorne, how do you fit a mask over that beautiful beard? I don't. It covers my mouth and then maybe the top part of the beard and then it's just hair all out. And actually, to be honest... I've only worn it out, I think, once or twice because, you know, I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really that concerned. Just that's my own personal thing. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm just not that concerned. And also, to be fair, I don't go out very often anyway because I'm already was I was already introverted before all this stuff happened. Um, but I will say, cannot wait because masses are finally, finally reopening next weekend and the whole process has been so ridiculous. The fact that a non-catholic who's done some really crazy things in his life, Donald Trump, has more courage to step up and say, "Yeah, church is essential," than our bishops do in the Catholic Church is freaking ridiculous. Like that is at that time if you if you aren't if if I, if I was a bishop, I would be embarrassed that I got showed up by the President of the United States. Like, seriously, man, that's so ridiculous. Uh, True North, thank you for the follow as well. Daniel Thorne says, Does viewing higher frame rate movies allow one to see into other dimensions? They might make you think that, but no. Uh, Camden High says, Okay, no Lucas cuts. How about letting him remake the whole trilogy? That would be fine. But as I've said previously, I don't want him directing. I don't even want him writing. I want George Lucas to be a producer who has creative control. If he's the one creating the vision, creating the universe, but he has someone else writing the script and someone else directing it, that is the best use of George Lucas. Maybe even have him on as a co-writer. But George Lucas, if he's the only or primary writer and the primary director, as we saw with the prequels, leads to some problems. Again, we can talk about how the prequels are not as bad in comparison to the sequel trilogy, and I do agree but they still have objective problems, and a lot of that is because of George Lucas. All right, I respect the man, I love the vision that he had for the universe. But let's also be completely honest with us—you know, completely honest with ourselves. So, would I love for him to make his own vision following the events of Episode uh, Six? Yeah, absolutely, would love that. But uh, I would much rather it be as him as a creative head producer slash co-writer than as the main person behind the camera. If that makes any sense. And hopefully it does, and I'm, I'm assuming that it probably does as well. All right, let us see. Mr. Peabody says, "New people helps Odin to see your question or comment if you tag him with Odin." Exactly. If you're on D Live and you have a comment or question, just put at Odin at the beginning. It lets him know you're trying to get my attention. You're not just talking with someone else. Uh, Phonemo says, "Disney needs to learn from Warner Brothers on how to respect fans. The Warner Brothers just got a good, uh, just got a lot of goodwill from fans and different fandoms. This is true." Uh, however, something tells me that just like with any major studio, it will not take long for <laughs> for them to completely ruin any goodwill that they have. We have 52 people watching on YouTube. Smash that like button, please. We got a lot of competition tonight, more so than usual. Uh, so thank you all for being here, for choosing to be here, and for your love and support. I really do appreciate it. All right, let me jump back over into YouTube. Man, D-Live was hopping for a hot minute. Uh, So let me jump over there and see, where were we? Uh, I got got Mikey Martinez, my nerdy home, what is going on? How's it going, girl? Glad to see you in here. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, howdy, Odin, release the air cuts. Well, of course, you're excited about that, but Alex, let's be honest, you like the original Suicide Squad, so get out of here with that nonsense, Alex. Uh, you and your love of bad movies. Uh, Out of Step with Reality, who's a member on the channel as well, says, Greetings and salutations, Sir Odin. How art thou art? Thou art? I am good. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are how art thou doing? I can do it that way. Sajanian says, Hail Asgard. Hashtag release the emo cut. Too much? Yes. Let's release the emo cut. Why not? Micah Martinez. My two biggest problems. All right, so now we're getting some Suicide Squad and... Uh, Luke, I'm not Lucasfilm cut, the Snyder Cut talk. So, Michael Martinez, his comments are, my two biggest problems with Suicide Squad are Leto's performance as the Joker and the awful editing. Yes, yes, and yes, I agree. But remember, one of those key pieces would not be going away with this air, supposed air cut, because Jared Leto would still be in the movie, he would still be the Joker, and it would still be just as cringeworthy, As I said, you might be able to fix the pacing issues. The editing could be fixed in post, absolutely. Um, But I just don't have a lot of confidence because Leto would still be a part of the movie. Kind of like with BBS, you know, everyone's like, oh, the 30-minute extra cut edition, super awesome, ultimate edition, so much better and so amazing. It's like, yeah, you might explain certain plot holes in the original cut of the film. However, you still have that terrible portrayal of Lex Luthor. Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is cringeworthy, and no amount of cutting or editing or additions or whatever is going to fix that problem, all right? (laughs) There are cases where a single person can bring down a whole movie, and that is a case where there's a lot of other things too, but man, by himself, it makes it a pretty hard sell for me. Just being honest. I just being honest. Uh, Tina B says, there have been director's cuts forever. I'm not bothered since there are, I don't know how many Blade Runners and how many Apocalypse Now. I don't have to watch them all. It get very true. Uh, Apocalypse Now, I think, is probably a lot more succinct than, (laughs) for sure, than Blade Runner because in my, you know, in my thought and in my knowledge, I believe there are two main cuts of Apocalypse Now. The first original theatrical cut and then Redux. Right, those are the two main ones, and then of course there is the documentary, but that's the documentary behind the scenes, so that's a separate entity. When it comes to Blade Runner, yeah, there's the theatrical cut, there is the director's cut—not the director's cut, but there's a director's cut, I suppose a director's cut. There's an international release, there is a work print release, there is obviously the final cut as well. There's about five or six different cuts of the movie. Most, you know, the theat—like when it comes to the theatrical cut, it's pretty unique because it's got the voiceover attached to it, and then when you get to director versus final versus international, there's less differences, Uh, and some of them can be somewhat minor, but yeah, I I totally understand what you're talking about there, for sure. Uh, 70B says, I think fans deserve to see what could have been. Fandoms are emotional, we cry, we feel, we wish to see the best, and Stephanie b that's why I am still fully supportive of fan bases that are passionate about seeing a different or alternate cut of a movie. My main point, of course, was I'm afraid that studios are going to try and use that to release cuts of movies that are not really a director's vision. Because basically, uh, because of certain contracts, they could potentially say, "Ooh, here is a new updated cut, the so-and-so cut, right? You could argue, here's the Josh Trank cut of Stick, the one that he wanted all along and then you find out later that he didn't sign on to it, they just decided to use his name because they could because of the contract he signed at the time, right? And so they try and sell you on something that's supposed to be new, and it might be, but all they do is add a couple extra scenes, and then it's not. That's my my big concern because studios have already been doing that when it comes to, oh, 3D, our film wasn't shot in 3D, but we post-converted it until after the fact, and therefore it really adds nothing to the movie. Like, you can at least argue that when a movie is shot in 3D that seeing it in 3D is seeing the vision that the director had, and I can respect that to an an extent. I don't think it adds much, but hey, if they shot it in 3D, okay. The problem, as I mentioned, though, is that there are too many cases of studios trying to go the cheap way, trying to say, oh, well, we didn't technically do this, and there wasn't actually a director's cut, but hey, we can call it this. And I think that especially, you know, we've always had director's cuts, but I think now you're going to start to see more studios saying, we've got the this cut. Right, and they're going to add names to it because it's a great marketing ploy. It's a great marketing campaign, right? As I said, they could say, "Here's Indiana Jones and uh, and the Last Crusade, the Spielberg cut, the the authentic cut," and and they say it's different, it's better, it's the best version you've ever seen. It's got signed off, and Spielberg at this point would be like, eh, "Let me just sign off on it and whatever." So that's what I'm afraid of, and I think that that's absolutely the direction that the studios are going to take it. Not for the betterment of fans, but for their own pockets. Alex McCarthy says, I say nay-nay, Odin. BVS Theatrical was okay-ish, whereas BV Extended was glorious. I say nay-nay, Alex. We all know that you like terrible movies. This is coming from the guy that thinks R.I.P.D. is a good movie. So... That's all I need to say. <laughs> Nathan Slay. Wait, what? Why is Jared Leto back? I thought he was fired from being Joker. No, Nathan Slay. We're, we're talking about how there's a potential air cut of Suicide Squad, which was, of course, a movie he was already in, so it would mean more footage that was already shot of him as Joker. Um, That's why it helps to be here at the beginning of the show. G-Monkey 76, would 30 minutes of Craft Marvel make it better? Only if it would involve Rogue. Yeah, basically, if the 30 minutes were Rogue coming in, taking her powers, and then they cut out the last bit of the movie with her being heroic, that could fix it. Yeah. That's a rare case. Uh, Orange Hat Reviews says I'm semi interested in the Suicide Squad movie from a subjective standpoint, but objectively I can admit when a movie sucks. Boom! Orange Hat Reviews, and that's exactly where I am too. It's like I'm interested to see what it is, however I don't think it's going to fix some of the objective problems. Mirror Jeremy, oh you mean the Oscar-winning Suicide Squad? I kid, I kid. Didn't it win an Oscar for like sound design or CG or something? There's some been some bad movies that have won Oscars, so yeah, you you kid. However, um, did Suicide Squad win an Oscar? I'm kind of uh, interested in this. So don't, don't post in the chat, everybody. I'm looking it up for myself, okay? I'm looking it up for myself. You don't need to post it 1,000 times. Uh, it did indeed win an Oscar, and it, again, it has to be in a tech category. Yep. Um, <laughs> actually, not tech. It won for best achievement in makeup and hairstyling. For makeup and hairstyling. Oh my goodness, yep, it is technically an Oscar-winning production. Uh, And there were two other nominees that year, A Man Called Ove, which was an independent film that I've heard good things about, and then Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, great competition there, bud. You had three three total movies, so you had a 33% chance of winning, essentially, and and you won. And it's probably because you have, what, four, three or four people attached to yours versus the two that are attached to everyone else? Dear Lord, man. Yeah, so technically it is an Oscar-winning movie. Ah, and this is why the Oscars have become such a joke. All right, Gloyne Hobbit says, The new movie, The Lovebirds, with Issa Rae Kumail Nanjini was terrible. It wasn't funny. They had no chemistry. I've never seen The Lovebirds. Um, I think I may have seen a poster for it at some point, but I had no desire to see it in the first place, so... Glad to hear it's not good, and I don't have to waste my time on it. Hybrid X thirteen, I think that's a good point that you bring up. For all we know in the future, what if there is an extended cut of Scoop? No, we now live in a world where they could do that. Hybrid, like that's the thing is that a studio now could make up any cut or any version they want, put a label on it, and some people will buy it. Now, fans, you know, uh, educated fans, people that actually honestly, you know, care about everything. They'll be able to look through it and look into it and do the research on it, right? And they'll be able to tell what's BS from what's not. But the studio will still try it, and they will still convince some people. They will still be able to convince some people because it's not hard to pay someone a little money and say, yeah, go ahead and say that this is your cut when it's not actually your cut. Just saying. Again, they put on the title of Director's Cut for Blade Runner. And it wasn't until the final cut that you had an actual movie that was completely signed off by the director. So it's happened before. All right. Mikey Martinez says, I remember the 3D gimmick pretty vividly. It lasted from 2009 to 2012. Every major film also had to be put in 3D in the trailer. As a young kid, it was cool looking back when it was just a gimmick. Again, as a gimmick, sure, it's cool. But then when you actually have to watch a movie for two and a half hours and it doesn't add anything to it and it gives you a headache. Yeah, it's not worth it. All right, Tina B says, E.T. walkie t- uh, Sorry, Spielberg butchered E.T. walkie-talkies. Give me a freaking break. And he said it was because he was a dad now. That's when I started getting sick of him. Yeah, Spielberg has gone down a very dark path, and it's just its just not been good. Uh, My Nerdy Home says, Absolutely not. Director's cuts have already existed. Even Alien has director's cuts. If they were a new thing, then sure, what happened with Snyder air is 100% different than director's cuts, and that's what I was saying. My Nerdy Home, that's exactly what I was saying. What I am also saying, though, is that studios will try, again, this is just a prediction on my part, I could, be, I could be completely wrong, I've been wrong before, but it seems to me that there is a lot of money to be had in claiming new cuts of movies, I'm not talking about the ones that are out right now, I'm just saying that, be on the lookout in the next year or two for new versions of films to come out with certain names attached to them, and a lot of it's going to be based off this, and the reason why I say is because Hollywood has been doing this for decades, whenever something is hot and fresh, they just completely abuse it until it's not authentic anymore, and it becomes boring, right? 3D, when it first came out, remember, Avatar was made for a 3D release. What did the studios do? They said, oh, let's just post-convert everything to 3D. It's not authentic, but we're going to do it anyway because of the money, money, money. They're going to do the same thing with this, too. Again, I'm not saying that that's what was done with the Snyder Cut or the Air Cut. I'm just saying that these are setting a precedent for studios to start doing this. Again, there's been... The studios have had a history of doing this for decades now. So to say that it's not possible and it's not likely, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's just being ignorant of history at that point. Uh, Bruce says, insert movie title here. We'll have to wait and see what the new cut looks like. It could, it could make it better. Again, there might be some, as I said, there's going to be authentic cuts because there have always been director's cuts of movies, but is it guaranteed to be a really good cut? I say nay nay. Mira Jeremy, will Disney release the Lord and Miller cut of Solo? They never will because it, it just, by its nature, by the fact that it was made by two people that were, you know, at the peak of their career, had just come off the Lego movie, which I personally think sucked. But again, that's just my own opinion. I think that it would have absolutely been better because, at the very least, it would have been a comedy, unlike what we got in Solo, which was a something. <laughs> uh, even Disney, uh, I don't think would go that far. Let's see. Add us up with the realities. A member on the channel says, Henry Cavill did his best performance as Superman in Justice League. Again, he's great. Uh, he's a great actor. Does a great job as Superman. No, no, no question about it. Uh, but Ezra Miller? Again, he's a part of that too. Uh, the guy that they cast as, the, uh, as Cyborg? The plank of wood? I mean, we, we can't ignore these things. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to crap on anyone's parade here. I'm just trying to be objective. And I think that sometimes we fall too much on the clouds of things, and we get we get distracted by the very clear issues that were involved in that film. And some of it was casting. And guess what? No matter how much extra footage you have, you can't fix casting problems. Rhaegar Targaryen says, "What do you expect? I mean, the site is called Vulture. This is a good point." Uh, Jay Stowe says, "Until I got the 4K, I never knew there was a special cut of the natural. It is only option on. It is the only." It is, it is only an option on the 4K disc. And that's what they'll start doing, too, is they'll start putting extra editions of movies on a 4K, so that way you have to pay the upcharge in order to get access to it. But again, fans will pay it. Hibernate X13, if there's one movie I want an extended cut on, it is of Battle Angel. Don't get me wrong, I like the movie, but I wish we had more exploration of the lore and history of that world. But here's the thing, I don't know how much extra footage is there that hasn't already been released on the Blu-ray in 4K. Because, you know, we haven't gotten a whole lot of information that there's a whole extra 30 minutes that's missing out there. Uh, again, the big part of the hashtag Alita Army has been trying to push for a sequel, not for extra footage. Because if the extra footage was there, if there was an extended cut of the movie, you would be hearing that a lot, right? Because the Alita Army has been very passionate for a very long time about this particular about the specific issue of trying to get a sequel. But I don't think – you haven't seen the same passage about extra footage because there, I don't think there is any, so – Such neons. If you are unsure of who to vote for, you ain't Catholic. This message brought to you by the Foot and Mouth Disease Awareness Movement in America. Oh, you mean Joe Biden? Okay, gotcha. (laughs) J God J says, "Hey Odin, your opinion ranking the worst to the best female character in the MCU. What is your brief, quick list?" Dear Lord, yeah. Whenever I'm asked to make lists like that, I I have I have nothing. I can tell you that the worst female character by far is going to be Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. I would also, I would put Pepper Potts down there as well. Uh, the actress just very much annoys me overall. And um, I, as far as characters that I like, I think that Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow is a very good character. And I do like uh, Scarlet Witch as well. I do like her. Uh, I think that she's a, she's a very talented actress. My big issue with her, of course, is the fact that in one movie she has a Russian accent and then she drops it in the next one. And I'm, I'm a very big stickler for continuity. And that's a big problem for me, so... Uh, Kevin, the speedster, I don't think Hollywood will make a habit of the director's cuts. I think the Zack Snyder cut is a rare thing because DC fans are so passionate about Justice League. Kevin, I think you're wrong, dude. I think you're wrong. Uh, The reason why, as I said before, is because, again, the Zack Snyder cut came about because of fan passion. Uh, I would argue that the air cut, if it does come about, would also be from fan passion. Again, in those two cases, I am not denying those. But what I am saying is that if HBO Go, or rather, sorry, if HBO Max gets a huge influx of people wanting to see their film because they've got this new cut studios don't care about sense here's the thing Hollywood is pretty stupid at the end of the day but they're also smart too when it comes to trying to make money right they're stupid because they will attack fans they will give the fans something that they don't want right remember it's those idiots that put out the first Justice League it's those idiots that that decided to you know tweak with the vision bring in Joss Whedon and have him change the movie all right So, that's the same group that's doing this, by the way. So, again, you can be happy that Warner Brothers is finally giving you the cut that you want. They're also the same studio that gave you the crappy version in the first place, all right? So, let's just just be objective here. Let's be honest. But at the same time, they want that money. If this was just for artistic integrity, and they were not going to make any money off of this, they would not have done it. They would not have greenlit this Snyder Cut to come into existence at HBO Max. The reason they're doing it is because they know they can make bank off of it. That's the way the business and industry works. Artistic integrity long flew out the window in Hollywood. So if you, if you don't think that Hollywood's going to see the Snyder Cut and all the passion and, and all the money that's going to be generated from this, and you don't think that they're, they're going to try and jump on it themselves with these artificial movements, because again, they can create artificial stuff. I think that you're being naive. Orange Hour Reviews. Uh, the dangerous president thing ha- has happened in Joker and Sonic. They can't handle that we are being respected by movie makers. That's also awesome. and That's definitely something. But that is more with the media, right? Because guess what? Who made the decision for Sonic? The director. And therefore the studio had to back his decision, right? Uh, for Joker, you know, the director had pretty much full control over that and they put the movie out there and they did not pull it out right, they, they, they did not change the film, they did not uh, edit it to release it in China, so we got to look at every single thing, I think that a lot of us, and a lot of people that are, you know, very passionate, and are trying to argue against what I'm saying, I think you're being clouded by subjectivity, right, I think you're being, a, a, yeah, I think you're being blinded by your own opinions, all right, and I think that we need to try, and me too, right, I, I can definitely, I definitely fall into that, Right, I have a subjective and objective problem with Zack Snyder's films. Both. So I have a bias. But I admit that bias and I try and do the best that I can when I'm talking or trying to talk in a more objective fashion than not. I try and separate the two. But we gotta, we got to be very careful about that. Uh of the Reality says, The only time there is ever an Odin cut is when he gets a haircut, which hasn't happened in a very, very long time. Uh, Nathan Slay says, They should just get rid of Screen Rant and have a separate channel for pitch meetings. Yeah, in fact, um, the sad thing is the guy can't just up and leave because Screen Rant probably, by contract, owns um, that entire concept, which is sad. Um, but yeah, I agree. Why not do that? I'm sure that channel would do bonkers. 70B, no problem for those prayers. Uh, Bruce says, yes, we just had a downpour here. I had to run out and clear out the gutters. Uh, the water was pouring over the side so bad. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, it's a very weird story. You know, <laughs> Whenever the storms are moving up, it's just very unpredictable. Very unpredictable at that point. Uh, Mirror Jeremy, I was watching How to Train Your Dragon last night, and they said, Odin, and I thought of you. Ah, oh, well, that's sweet. That is very, very sweet. Zach Greg, I see you in the chat gamer says Heyo what is up my dude Super How is it going Hope you're doing well Should be done with school now Mr. RRL says I've been rewatching Kubrick's entire filmography What is your favorite Kubrick film Ooh I have not seen Every film that he has made um, I will say this much 2001 A Space Odyssey I think is a masterpiece So I do like The Shining as well But I'd probably go With 2001 A Space Odyssey The first time I ever Saw that movie Was actually within The past like Three years and it was on an IMAX screen and it was gorgeous and amazing it was a fantastic sure. i wasn't talking to you sorry i can't say the i can't have anything that sounds like the a word um you know what i mean if you have any smart uh, technology so i have your volume off too i don't know why you keep i have this tablet and even though i turn the system volume down all the time randomly it turns itself back up on its own ai man this thing is going to kill me one day. I just know it. It's going to be like, I'm afraid I can't. Al- Speaking of 2001 A Space Odyssey, I'm afraid I can't allow that, Odin. <laughs> and that's when I'm going to run away. Run away. Zach Greg says, grow a Grant uh, Gandalf beard. I don't think the wife would allow that. Uh, Kelly Chow says, that's how it was earlier today it, here in Huntsville. It was raining and now it's sunny. Yeah, again, I was looking at the radar earlier and it's just these random patches of thunderstorms. So very, very small cells, which luckily means it's going to pass by pretty quickly. But still, it can get pretty bad. Uh, Tina says, I need to watch the trailer reactions. Sorry, I haven't watched yet, but did you see, did you see your... Airs, hairs, suicide squad video. Have you watched the Russell Crowe trailer yet? Uh I have not watched the Russell Crowe trailer yet. Thank you for reminding me. I'll try and do a trailer reaction of that probably sometime tomorrow, if I can remember. Of course. Let's see. Alice McCarthy says, now Rosetta is live. Really? Now now okay. Now Rosetta knows better. Rosetta absolutely knows better. So uh, Rosetta, I'm I'm calling you out. That's that's a no no. Don't make me have to make you excommunicado. You're one of my Chosen of Valhalla, and you... Oh, that's Betrayal. That is Betrayal right there. mm mm mm, mm, mm. She knows better. I'll have to kick her out of the chat tomorrow. (laughs) By the way, everyone, we are having our Chosen of Valhalla stream tomorrow. Uh, Rosetta is supposed to be there, though at this point, I don't know if I'm going to allow her in, seeing that she is uh, trying to compete up against me. (laughs) But anyway, join us tomorrow. It should be a fun time. Uh, Bruce says, "I like Jared's Joker. You cannot take that away. F- you cannot take that away from me." Okay, you enjoy bad performance. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, the chat jumped on me. Uh, let us see. Uh, it's seven twenty-seven in the chat. It is seven forty-six where I am. So, if you are watching on YouTube, listen carefully. I am twenty minutes behind on the chat. I'm now going to my D live, which means I'll probably end up being about twenty-five to thirty minutes behind. So, if you have a comment and you tag me in it and I haven't gotten to it yet, you gotta wait. <laughs> Don't post it multiple times. All right. Um, let me jump back over into ZD Live. da 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 uh, Captain Phonemo says Disney needs to learn from Warner Brothers to respect the fans Warner Brothers just got a lot of good fandom got that already uh, Daniel Thorne, here we go the only downside of being labeled essential is it can give government the ability to take them over and do what they want and do what they please not necessarily, uh, not when it comes to churches because when it comes to churches there is still this so-called separation of church and state which is by itself and by its own nature not true Again, that language is nowhere in our actual legal, like original legal system However, it is still something where the government cannot, this is in, in the and this is in the constitution, government cannot infringe upon the rights of a religious institution. So yeah. Um all that it does is essentially allow for the federal government, all that it means when Trump said that, he's he merely is saying that if there is a lawsuit, that the federal government is going to side with the church and not with the governor and not with the state government. So Kami uh, High says, what is this verified partner thing I see on DLive? So basically, if someone is a verified partner, it means that they, you know you know how we have the chest and it gets filled up over time, uh, you know, as, as people are watching and commenting and engaging. So that happens at a certain rate when you're a verified partner it just means that you've had uh, so many streams with so many viewers and so many followers, subscribers, things like that. So that's all that it means. So if someone comes in and they're listed as a verified partner, it just means that they also have a channel where they stream from and make money off of. Uh, Adam Frank of the Clan says, yes, worst Lex ever. He was. Agreed. Captain Fonimo, Brazil has like three cuts, I believe. I've actually never seen Brazil in my life. I've always heard great things about it. Uh, Camphoneemo, I can see Disney making a director's cut of a movie and actually take the scenes out of the movie. <laughs> I could see, yes, dude. Nemo, that's a good shout. Disney releasing a director's cut of you know, <laughs> uh, oh man, what was the one that they just oh the director's cut right? The director's cut of Splash with that terrible hair extension, or the director's cut of Lilo and Stitch where instead of a what a washer dryer instead of the dryer, uh, they get into a pizza box instead, like. Oh, it's a director's cut, and it's because they're editing and changing things. Uh, I don't, the reason why Disney wouldn't do that is because Disney, I don't, I can't think of one, And, and Tina, you might know this better than anyone, is, has there ever been a Disney property, not something that Disney has acquired over time, but a direct Disney property, like original Disney, that has ever gotten a director's cut? I honestly can't think of any. I can think of Fox properties, and I can think about uh, you know maybe a couple of Universal properties, like old school properties, and some newer ones too. Obviously Warner Brothers, but I can't think of anything Disney. Let me know there is one that I'm not thinking of that has a director's cut. Uh, Camden High says thoughts on Disney rewriting Battle of Hoth to prop up Leia and make her the leader of the rebels. Yeah, it's them trying to rewrite history, and it's sad because it is reaching to ch- it's reaching out to kids, and it's going to make kids believe something that is. Inherently not true. And it's sad. It really is sad. Uh, Outback Zach says the monolith is a movie screen. The monolith is a movie screen. Talking about for 2001 Space Odyssey? Captain Heist, thank you for the three ice cream. I appreciate that. Mr. Beauty says we are in for a big storm today. Tell Thor if I don't get thunder and lightning, no birthday present for him. <laughs> well, he's still developing, so no promises. <laughs> Uh, Cam Nemo says I started to watch Gotham and the first season is pretty good so far yeah I couldn't get into the first season overall and after last night on Friday Night Tights them saying that it didn't it kind of gets worse as it goes on uh, makes me not want to invest too much I have been watching though Better Call Saul I remember I tried watching it like a couple years ago and I couldn't get into it now I'm like I think four or five episodes in Really enjoying it so far. I think the reason why I didn't like it is because I started watching it right after the finale. You know, like, you know how it came out not too long after uh, Breaking Bad ended? So when I started watching it, I thought I was getting something more like Breaking Bad. And when it turned out to be more of a slow burn than what I had gotten in Breaking Bad and was, you know, I guess less interesting characters than Breaking Bad... I, I was disappointed or it wasn't what I, I was expecting, but now that some time has passed since Breaking Bad ended, like what, four or five years or so, I feel like watching it now, it's like a new show. It exists in a world with characters that I recognize from the Breaking Bad series, but because of the separation, I, I'm not, I don't have as many problems with it, if that makes any sense. So yeah, Better Call Saul has been fantastic so far um, let us see, uh, Daniel Thorne, have you been able to catch up on any movies now that you have more time, actually, yes, uh, so if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you would have actually seen that I, uh, have been updating my Letterboxd account, so I, I have seen some movies, I'll go ahead and just run through those, uh, pretty, I'll try and run through them quickly, but you all know, whenever I say quickly, oftentimes it just, you know, oftentimes it just doesn't happen, so let's see, profile, recent activity, Oh, come on now. All right, so today I actually got to watch the original Transformers mo- transform the Transformers, the movie from 1986. Uh, shout out to JJ. Uh, thank you very much for sending me a digital copy of that to watch. Uh, for me, I said though this film has an excellent soundtrack and score, and is better than any of the Michael Bay live action versions, the shoddy sound design make it difficult to follow the film at times, and it is not helped by a haphazard edit that jumps from scene to scene. At least it has some pretty solid voice acting to support it. I gave it a solid C. Uh, I recently watched Serenity with my wife, gave that one an A. I rewatched Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, I gave that one a B. Sure, that's gonna piss some people off that I gave one, uh, one of these movies a higher score than the other. Uh, I watched the uh, Colossus, the Forbin Project. Project, I gave that film a solid B. All of Me got to watch that one. I think was that one that you sent me Peabody. I can't remember. It was either it was either Bruce or Peabody sent me All of Me, uh, with Steve Martin. Fantastic, like body swap type film. Uh, very funny. Gave that one a solid B. I watched Silent Movie not too long ago from the '70s. It's a Mel Brooks' film. Gave that one a C. Great, interesting concept to try and use the silent film genre, but overall, yeah, it it just didn't. It wasn't that funny for me. Uh, Get the Gringo with Mel Gibson was a great action film. I gave that one a solid B. Red Dog was fantastic. That was one from Peabody, Uh, and I gave that one four and a half stars, which was a B plus. Let's see. I saw the It Man trilogy. I gave It Man three a C plus because there's some nationalistic stuff in there that I didn't like. Action though for the most part, is pretty good. Itman 2 got a C minus because the nationalism in there is really, really bad. And also the first two Itmans have really bad ADR. Like the, the you can tell that they recorded the sound later. And it wasn't I wasn't watching it in English. I was watching it in the original language, but it still did not sound right. Like things were not matching up. Uh, and so Itman 1, though I gave a solid B to I think that It Man 1 is the best. All right. And those are the recent films that I've been watching. So I'm sure there will be a lot of opinions on that. But thank you for that question. Uh, Outbat Zach says, they have been good. Uh, they, there have been a good cut of Man of Steel. It's just that gif of Kevin Costner shaking his head over and over again. <laughs> he also says, yes, 2001, the monolith represents the screen. Yes, yes. Uh, Outbat Zach says, Transformers originally had swearing in the film. Uh, Spike said the S word. Really? Wow. I don't think I recognize it. As I said, the audio design of the 86 film is not very good. So even though the voice acting is fine, it's just very hard to hear sometimes. All right, jumping back over to YouTube. So thank y'all very much for for being here. Uh, Peabody then says it must have been Bruce that sent me all of me. Cool. I'll catch up with the D-Life fam a little bit later. Uh, Jumping back over to YouTube. So as I said before, YouTube, I'm about 25 minutes behind. Almost 30 minutes behind. So... Strap in to your seats. Let's see. We've got uh, 61 people watching. Please smash that like button. I would appreciate it. Uh, Rhaegar Targaryen says, Coming soon, Birds of Prey, the Kathy Ann cut. Oh, dear Lord, please not. But that, I think that is an example of a film they could potentially release. On HBO Max, the Cathy Ann cut. Because you gotta have, if you have the Snyder cut, and you have the air cut, you gotta have a female cut of a film. Like, again, these studios do not care about what makes sense to you. All they care about is how can we milk this for as much money as we can? Uh, Bruce says, I guess it just might be a subjective thing, but I do not see the reason for the Leto hate. It's just, it's not a good performance. You know, for one, it's not Joker, right? It's supposed to take place in a comic book universe, and it's not the Joker, right? You go to Harley Quinn... That's a good Harley Quinn performance. Most people say, yeah, that's actually pretty spot on from what we've seen in the cartoon and what we've seen in the comics. You look to Jared Leto's, and it's like, that's not anything like the Joker. And to add to that, it's just, it's very, very uncomfortable. Not in a good way, too, right? Because some might say, oh, Heath Ledger's is uncomfortable, but it's in a good way. It's in a, oh, this character's really creepy, and oh, man, this guy's crazy. Where with Jared Leto's, you're like... Why, why would you do this to yourself? Why, why would you dress like that? Why would you wear those those metal teeth? It made, it made no sense at all. Bad form, bad form. CW Trixie says, Do not forget the extended cut of Lord of the Rings. Yes, but I think, again, the theatrical cut is a solid cut to begin with. So, that would be an example of one. Uh, Larry Larry's in the chat. What's going on? Good sir. Uh, Tina says, How about Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? Director's cut. More of Indy flying around in the fridge. There was about the time I walked out... That was about the time I walked out of the theater and didn't look back. I don't blame you at all. Yeah. Why not just have an infinite film? And all it is is Indiana Jones just rolling around in that damn fridge. And then the aliens show up at the end. Nathan Slay. What in the world would Indiana Jones 5 be about? Indy searching for his missing eyeglass. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure it'd be looking for his cane. Looking for a good doctor. Maybe the maybe writing his will, right? These are all things that older indie would be interested in. Maybe, I need to find my pudding. I need to find my pudding. That'd be fun. Indiana Jones, A Search for the Missing Pudding. Now, that's a film I would watch. And I would love a director's cut of. <laughs> Uh, super Anime Gamer, I don't know what's worse. Suicide Squad being an Oscar winner, Boss Baby being Oscar nominated, or Sing Street not even being acknowledged. Gosh, the Academy sucks. Yes, yes, yes. The fact that terrible movies get nominated because they've got good visual effects, but everything else sucks, or they have a good uh, hairstylist, but everything else sucks, it's just so freaking ridiculous. It really is. And the fact that studios like take that and say, Oscar nominated movie. Come on. And if you've never seen Sing Street, that is a damn good film. Great so- great soundtrack. Original music, too. And it's amazing. J. Stowe says, Scoob the Scooby Snack Cut. <laughs> I could see them doing that. Not going to lie. I could totally see that happening. Jeremy Swiggs adds, Scoob the Stoner Cut. Uh, they wouldn't go there. But, <laughs> Bio Man, what's going on? Dragon King, what is going on? Uh, Thanotos Felicitas says the director's cut of Blade Runner, the original, was actually great. Yeah, again, I think that there's there's several good cuts of Blade Runner. Even the theatrical cut isn't bad. Like it is definitely hand holding because there's a lot of voiceover that's not done well. Uh, you could tell they did it at the last minute to try and help explain things that that the uh, studio thought didn't make any sense or that audiences were too stupid to figure out. So there's definitely problems with it, but the story has still that skeleton of a good film. Uh, let's see. Gloin Hobbit says, "Do you support a Star Wars JJ Abrams Rise of Skywalker director's cut?" Hell to the no. Why would I want more of garbage? <laughs> out of step with reality says agree with you uh, agree with what you said Sir Odin just pointing out Henry Cavill was the one bright spot I wanted to see more of that Superman as he acted more like the Superman everyone knows and loves yeah Henry Cavill was great I think Henry Cavill is Henry Cavill is a actor waiting for a good Superman movie you may not like that opinion you can defend Man of Steel all you want you can defend BVS you can defend Justice League he needs and I think deserves a good a good Superman movie because he is a great Superman. He just hasn't been in the right movie yet. I don't think, in my personal opinion, uh, Gal Gadot I think is a great Wonder Woman. I think that she does a great job with what with what she has for sure. And then Jason Momoa is a fine Aquaman. However, I mean it's obviously a very very different version than the traditional understanding of the character. And I'm still not a huge fan of the movie overall. The CGI. I'm, I'm sorry anyone that that likes that movie. The CGI does not hold up. All of the fish just look so fake. And obviously, you can't use real fish in that scenario. But I I feel that, you know, the people underwater, they look great. Like, the underwater effects on the actors looks fine. But at the very end, when there's that massive battle, it's like, uh, my eyes are bleeding. My eyes were spiritually bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) super anime gamer Uh, actually like the actor they picked for Cyborg agree on Ezra though in retrospect he's nothing like Barry and so much more annoying again uh, Ezra Miller was a terrible choice and the actor for Cyborg is just boring like there's no part of that performance that has me interested in that character at all like people are going to argue saying well he's supposed to be stoked because he's a robot it's like yeah but at every point of the film he's the exact same so why should I care about him I need some emotional weight to that character hound 2000 says, do you think the director's cut for Terminator, War, Terminator Dark Fate would be better than the theatrical release? No. Again, there are certain films where they are just so crap. Again, you need to have at least a good or decent template to make an excellent director's cut in my own personal opinion. Uh, Mayor Jeremy says, So will Robert Pattinson be the Batman in Justice League Part 2? Also, who would you want as Cyborg in Flash if recasted? I- I've said this from the beginning. Um, I don't have a perfect actor for Flash. Again, I, I don't like to fantasy book these things uh, because I'm not an expert on the comics at all. So I'm sure that there's comic fans out there that have a perfect actor that fits their vision of the comics or what has been consistent in the comics. But I think that was it. Grant Gustin from the TV show. I think that he would be infinitely better than what we got with Ezra Miller. Not perfect by any means, but infinitely better. And then for, for Cyborg, ah, again, I don't really know enough about the character to say. I just know that they chose an actor that was pretty green, uh, someone that had not really been in a whole lot of projects beforehand. But hell, you know what? You want to have an actor that has a lot of potential that could fit that role in that age. Um, you could put in. Oh my goodness. Why am I why am I blanking out on this? <laughs> Uh, John Boyega sorry I I, I knew his character name Finn John Boyega put him in a cyborg because I've seen that dude act and he can act if you don't believe me watch a film called Attack the Block he's fantastic in it so boom John Boyega put him in that role instead Sajun Neon says don't leave out Agent Carter and Nebula well Agent Carter is great too again those are both great but when you put me on the spot like that I'm gonna forget people yeah I agree those are both great characters Thanatos Felicita says, Remember what happened to disco and exploitation movies? They both start out great, and Hollywood beat the dead horse into the ground. Thanatos, thank you so, so much. That's the point I'm trying to make here. Hollywood finds something that people enjoy, and then they, they take it, right? They're like, oh, you like this? You like this cute little bird? Isn't it so cute? And then they beat the bird to death! And then it's not a cute little bird anymore. Instead, it's just a giant mess. Bloodied and beaten and sad and depressing. Makes me want to go cry. That's, I think, what they're going to start doing. That's what I think they're going to start doing. Personally. Soul Assassin says, I thought they were releasing the Snyder Cut to get more subs to HBO Max and compete with Disney+. Plus. Again, that is a money move. Because subscriptions mean more money. So. Oh, here, here she is, everybody. Here's the person that's betraying me right now by streaming at the same time that I am. Uh, Rosetta Allen giving me money five dollars thank you very much the super chat says Odin you know you love me sorry only time around storms and appointments I can stream you know I'm still your girl really but you're streaming when I'm streaming I know you stay up late at night you can stream after I'm streaming you stream for a long time why do you have to stream right now hmm <laughs> hmm that's what I thought that's what I thought soul assassin thank you very much for that I appreciate it because yeah I think that they're going to do they're doing it for money uh, super anime gamer, Scarlet Witch is great. Her fight with Thanos was the most memorable moment in Endgame. And afterwards, all I wanted to see was Scarlet fight Captain Marvel just because. Only me? Hey, no, I want to see it too. Because I want to see Brie Larson get her ass whooped. That's what I want to see. In the movie, of course. I don't I don't advocate violence for any of the people and trolls out there that think I uh, mean something different. Sasha Neon says, fans have risen up and the middle ma'am of shill media have been voted off the island. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Tina B., just saw a Kubrick movie in the last month. That's not any of those ones you've mentioned. I'll discuss it in the Chosen chat tomorrow. Ooh, Tina. Bruce says, it's listening to you. It is. It's creepy. It's very, very creepy, and I don't like it. I don't like it. All right, chat jumped on me on YouTube, uh, so looks like no comments were skipped that time, which is always a great thing. Uh, Let me jump over into the DLive chat for a second. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, outbat Zach thank you very much Willie, for the four lemons I appreciate that uh, Captain Nemo I think the Warner Brothers is a bit smarter than that and won't do a Birds of Prey director's cut you would think that but they released the original movie again we think I think that sometimes we assume they're too smart they can be smart financially right they can try and make money off of things but they can also be pretty dumb too I mean, they did release that film at first. They did have to... Ch- they changed the name within, what, a week or two of it first being released? They're not the smartest people out there. Just saying. Camden High says, Can't remember if you ever watched The Expanse. Gary and Doomcock say it's the best sci-fi show on TV, but I couldn't get into it. Here's the problem with The Expanse. Cool story, great world. The audio for that show is garbage. You cannot hear a damn thing anyone is saying. It is so hard to understand. And I even looked into it, and apparently it is a common problem that has been complained about by a lot of people. Um, And and it's not, I don't even think it's, it's not just Amazon Prime either, because Amazon Prime has other shows that are original shows or shows that they've picked up from somewhere else, and the audio is fine. But the Expanse's audio, the mixing on that is terrible. The background noise is too loud for the voices that are heard on screen. It is impossible to hear. Like, literally, you have to be looking at the screen like this with subtitles on to be able to pick up the entire project. And if you – hey, kudos to anyone that can listen and hear it without that. But it's – yeah, the audio The audio is so bad that especially someone like me with ADD, I can't watch it. So I, I want to. I tried. I really did. I tried to watch like six episodes, and it came to the point where I was getting headaches because I was having to read the subtitles to try and match what was going on. And I hate. I hate reading subtitles. If I don't have to, I hate reading them. Because it's it's such a distraction. Uh, Campho Nemo, uh, boom! All right, cool. Caught up on D Live. Jumping back over to YouTube. Gloin Hobbit says, "What war movie would you most likely pop on the TV on Memorial Day? 1917 versus Inglorious Bastards." Ooh, wow! If you made me choose between those two, Inglorious Bastards, not because it's a better war movie, it's because I just think it's a better movie. I enjoy Inglorious Bastards a lot more. Plus, there's a comedy element to it. 1917 is a pure drama. It's a great film. I enjoy it a lot. I own it. Inglorious Bastards, I think, is a far superior movie, though, and it's just so damn funny. 70B says, "You said the chest gets filled up over time." <laughs> D live for context. Well, yes, it does. There is a a chest over there filled with digital uh, currency, cryptocurrency, lemons, if you will, and it gets filled up over time. What? What's what's so wrong about that stuff? Hmm? What's so wrong about that? Mayor Jeremy says also a follow up for Justice League question: Who would you want to play Lex Luthor? I want Brian Cranston. He's the only. <laughs> he's the only person I want. And some argue he's too old. But you know what? I don't care. I think Cranston would make a great Lex Luthor. Make him an older Lex Luthor. There's no problem with that. Tina B context has Disney ever done a director's cut on an original property I honestly can't say I've never studied Disney Studios in detail the closest might be Fantasia okay yeah but even that one they didn't really release it as a director's cut so I don't think there has been Nathan Slay it was cool to have Mickey Mouse play Lex Luthor in BBS. it's funny because Eisenberg made a lot of high-pitched noises like Mickey Mouse would and it was so cringe it was so damn cringe uh Latino Slant. Thank you very much for the $5 super chat. It says Odin Polly here, what's going on Polly? It says love your blog, brother. When we going to the Tenant premiere? Um uh, well, I'm hoping and praying that it sticks to its July 17th release date because if that's the case, I will be there opening night. And if the theater's empty, hey, that's perfect. Not good for the theaters. I want them to make money, but in the current age of people on their phones, et cetera, wouldn't mind it personally, would not mind it for its opening night. Hey, if no one shows up opening night, but they show up Friday, Saturday, great. I'll take Saturday. Rather, I'll, I'll take Thursday night all to myself. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm planning to see it opening night. I hope that you're planning uh, to see it as well, opening night. And thank you very much for those kind words. I really do appreciate it, man. Yeah, Tenant looks badass and baller. I just hope it does not fall into the problems that, Um, inception fell into inception is a movie that the more times I watched it, the less I liked it. And the reason why is, is because the logic of the film really doesn't hold up that well when you really dive uh, further into it. And so I hope that this film Tenet, does not fall into those same pitfalls because I would love for it to be a film that I can love the first time and then keep on loving after. Uh, Bio Man, thank you for the $2 super chat, says, for Thor's education fund, daddy, dog cam soon, woof, Uh, yes, well, the problem with the dog cam is that pretty much every webcam is still uh, sold out, Uh, I'm looking, you know, Logitech's are the uh, the standard, so I was going to try and get another, either Logitech 920, like the one I have, or one of the newer models, perhaps, They're all sold out still because everyone bought them up during pandemic so that they could do the Zoom calls and everything. There is apparently a way where I can connect my phone as a camera, uh, but I have not had the ability to figure that out quite yet because there's some software where it's paid. There's some where it's free. There's questions about the reliability. So it it would just be this whole thing. I'd rather have a camera that I can set up in one location and just keep where it is. Um, And, of course, the only bad thing is that the dog's uh, pretty much, they're both underneath my desk right now, where there is not a whole lot of light. Um, so yeah, they're both passed out at my feet, and it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then Rosetta, um, thank you for the dollar donation via Streamlabs. Says Odin, you can't be mad. I had to cancel four streams this week because overworked. I really am sorry. Uh, torment me tomorrow. I have been doing daily 5 a.m. hikes and working 20 plus hours a long day. I had to. You don't. Ha- but Rosetta, you can rest. You don't have to stream right now. No one's making you stream. No one's one's saying, you have to stream right now. That's why it's good to schedule these things out. Like just say, all right, I'm going to stream on this day and this day because then it's already in your schedule. And then you don't have to go up against me because that's a challenge. That is a challenge. And let's be fair, you go after me all the time for 80s movies. So consider this payback. (laughs) All right, jumping back over into the YouTube chats. Um, let us see here Hyper Next 13 finally you started giving Better Call Solid Chance I did uh, and so far it's, I'm enjoying it I'm, I'm glad that I waited some time after Breaking Bad and to experience a new show with a different direction uh, Latino Slant uh, I did like the Breaking Bad movie uh, El Camino I thought was a solid ending to the story uh, I liked how it, it gave you conclusion to Jesse Pigman's character and it was great uh, Bruce says Brazil Criterion Collection is on the way Bruce dude thank you man uh, for those that are not aware, Bruce is the guy that whenever there's a movie that I have not seen that he thinks I need to see, he buys it and sends it to my P.O. box. So, Bruce, thank you so much, man. Yeah, I've been eyeing that one for a while because every person, like, I, I am obsessed with Blu-ray collection videos. So, whether it's Chris Duckman, whether it's my boy John Flickinger, or uh, any of the other people that do the collection videos, or the main two that I watch, um, you know, a lot of people in their collections have Brazil, as, as their option. They talk about how great it is. So thank you, Bruce. Cannot wait to watch it, man. Uh, Bruce says Peabody sent you all of me. Oh, we have two different opinions here. Bruce and Peabody cannot agree. They're like, I don't want to take any, <laughs> I don't want to take any responsibility for it. It's okay. It was a great film. I liked it a lot. Some way. one, one of you can take, uh, one of you can take a uh, responsibility for it. Uh, Rosetta Allen says, you'll get even tomorrow. I really am stuck now. But how are you stuck? You don't have to stream. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, never seen Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Concept just never really appealed to me. But my dad is into it, so I've seen snippets. And the cinematography, at least, is uh, for Saul is really good. Yeah, I mean, the the way the camera is framed for Saul and also for Breaking Bad are all great. Like, those are technically great uh, shows. Like, those are shows where it's an objectively good show. Now, whether you like it or not, that's up to your own opinion, but it's a very well-done show, so I'm glad that you've appreciated what you've seen, and yet, it's not for everybody. You know, the subject matter is definitely not for everybody, but I'm not into drug dealers, and yet, I thought Breaking Bad was fantastic. Again, we all have different floats of boats. Yeah, I just said that expression. We all have different floats of boats. Uh, Rhaegar Targaryen said, <laughs> I should make that a shirt. Uh, I only saw I, I only saw Ip Man 1. It was pretty decent. I do not know why the sequels are necessary. Well, basically, there's more to his story. So it goes more into his history of different events in his life. But it, it does take a lot of, I think, I don't know any, I don't know a whole lot about the history of Ip Man. But I, I will say that I, you know, obviously some of it is based off of a uh, true story. So. Uh, Rosetta Allen says no stream equals losing subs. Tease me later. Bye for now. Well you don't have to you don't have to be watching this stream either. And and the best way to keep subs and to grow subs is to make videos. Uh, if you just stream to your channel, it's actually it's it's been shown that it is not a good way to grow a channel. So if you if you want to grow a channel, if you want to grow subs, just a little bit of advice. Making videos consistently at a certain time frame on a certain subject matter, that's how you grow subs. Uh, streaming you know, constantly or streaming a lot. That's actually not how you consistently grow a channel. So just, just two cents. Take it for what it is. Again, you don't have to super chat again. Uh, just, just, just giving you my own, my own opinion, my own opinion. And again, you, you give me a hard time all the time. So if you can't, if you can't take it, don't dish it. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, but yeah, it, it man one very, it's very well done um as i said the adr with the voice is just it's just so annoying i can't really take it that much and the reason why the sequels are there is because it was so successful it was a way to make money is what it was and to be honest donnie yen kicks some ass great martial arts films uh says china movies have propaganda that's unprecedented in a communist country no tyrant dictator has ever done that i know seriously right uh, Hybrid X13. Did you hear some theories about Heath Ledger's Joker could have been a veteran soldier who served in Iraq? I think I remember that. Uh, when the film first came out, there's a lot of opinions on, you know, what what is the actual story. He keeps saying, This is what happened. This is what happened. You don't know what's true. It's what's great about the character. Um, but yeah, I remember that being something that was thrown around. Bruce says, context uh, Leto's Joker. Okay, at least not I at least now I understand your stance on it. Again. I respect you, Bruce. Uh, Tina says, nah, Indiana Jones will just be crashing planes over and over and over again. Then we'll find out it's not a director's cut, but footage of Harrison Ford doing that in reality. (laughs) Damn it, I'm not. Damn it. (laughs) Get off my plane. Uh, Galford's dog. Galford's dog. Welcome to the channel. Uh, not a question. Uh, I also talked my parents into getting HBO Max when it comes. I told them the story of the Snyder Cut. They also lost a child to suicide my brother around the same time. Well, uh, Galford, I'm so, so sorry to hear that. Uh, so sorry for y'all's loss, for your family's loss. And, yeah, um, and that's something where, again, it's not coming right away. Again, it's not going to come out until 2021. But I can understand why a lot of Snyder fans would want to support HBO Max at this moment up until the release of the Snyder Cut, uh, just to show their appreciation and thanks and support uh, for doing that, right? So yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that y'all are getting HBO Max, and I really, I really genuinely hope that the film makes you happy, and I hope that you enjoy the cut of the film. I honestly, for any person that's a Snyder fan, I really authentically want you to enjoy that movie. And thank you for sharing that with me, man. Uh, Let's see, Super says, might have made this joke before, but Heath Ledger's Joker was a brilliant, terrifying man. Leto's was a 30-something version of the emo middle school kid you knew who listened to way too much MCR. (laughs) And that's My Chemical Romance for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Who had metal teeth for some reason. Like, God. Oh, he was supposed to be a gangster. Really? Really? David uh, Slay, I thought Zoe Saldana was a really good uh, Gamora. She's one of the more stronger female characters in the MCU. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy overall is a very great cast, uh, so I would agree with that. Darkness says another two hours of crap just equals more crap. Though the only reason I will watch the Snyder Cut is because they listen to the fans, and again, I, I think that that is a good reason to support. I really do. Uh, as I said, I am already, uh, I already have HBO now, and I think. I think it's going to transition directly to being HBO Max once uh, that goes live, um, or you'll have the option to to do that. So I'm going to have it, uh, so I, I will try and watch it when it gets released next year, but I personally, just for me, I don't I don't have that much hope for it, to change my mind at the very least. If fans are happy with it, great. Uh, let's see. Galford's Dog says, Do you think it's a responsibility for those who identify with The Phantom Menace to support successful fan movements like Sonic and the Snyder Cut? I sure do, and I'm not a DCEU fan. Uh, so yeah, I-, I think that... So on. Do you think it's a responsibility for those who identify with The Phantom Menace to support successful fans? Again, no, not necessarily. Because every the great thing about The Phantom Menace is that it's not a single ideology. It's a collection of people that are passionate about their particular fandom. Like, in this specific case, The Phantom Menace, I would argue, and many would argue, that it is more so Star Wars related, but there's a lot of people that are that call themselves Phantom Menace that are not the biggest of Star Wars fans, but are fans of other things, like whether it be Doctor Who or Star Trek, right? And so therefore, it's basically been this, this one group that has taken in all fandoms, right? And said, hey, if, if you are pissed off with the studios, if you're pissed off with this identity politics being shoved into your content and, and your content that has been around for years being destroyed and ruined, please, right, you know, come and join us and show your anger and frustration. Uh, That being said, there is not a single way to do it, to support it. So, no, I I don't think that it's a responsibility for anyone. Uh, Again, I consider myself of Menace, and I, again, I support the people. I support the fans. Uh, I personally do not support the project myself because I don't think it's going to fix the issues. But, again, that's just my own thought. That's a beautiful thing, though, is that we try not to do too much <laughs> we try not to do too much gatekeeping but that does not mean that uh sometimes every now and then that we can fall into it by mistake i know that i have um definitely but yeah I, I would say that it's not a responsibility i i don't think that's the word for it personally all right chat jumped on me but no comments were skipped which is great so let me jump back over into d live uh let's see cabinet dean high says you hate the subtitles except for parasite though right no as i said I said when it's not necessary, right? So if you're watching a foreign language film, I think it is best to watch the film in its original language to get the full context of the emotions and the performances. But when I'm watching a show that's in English and I have to have subtitles on just to understand it, that's a problem. (laughs) That means that the the sound mixing is not very good. Uh, Let's see. Mr. Peabody says, I sent Red Dog, Mad Max, The Water Diviner, Razorback, and two others on the way, but I still have to send uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to mispronounce it. Uh, Was it Gallipoli or was it Gallipoli? I think it's Gallipoli, but I pronounce it Gallipoli. Um, And then he says, I have to think, uh, I think that is all. I did like all of me, but no, someone else uh, who was kind sent that. You know what? It actually, it could have been Laura. Laura is the other person that I I know who sometimes sends me stuff too. So maybe it was Laura. Laura, did you send me all of me? Maybe we figured it out. Maybe it was Laura. The whole time was Laura. Hope you're doing okay. And, uh, yeah, sadly, Razorback did not survive. Uh, For some reason, it just, it won't play, uh, sadly enough. Uh, (laughs) It must have gotten beaten up on the way over. And, let's see, Captain High says, Does it really count as a director's cut if they have to film new scenes to complete it? Yeah. If the the director's the one in charge, like, to me, when, what it should be. Not what it always is. What it should be. Again, I think Blade Runner is a great example of when it's not the case. But anything that's going to be described as a director's cut should be a project that is being either completed or fixed to fit a certain director's vision, and it's being controlled by that director. So, for example, the Snyder Cut is going to clearly be a director's cut because it's something that is from him, it's something that he is overseeing, and it's something that he is putting his name on. And he's saying, this is my vision, right? Uh, We would look to uh, over to... Yeah, <laughs> lost my train of thought. But we look to what's what's happening with Blade Runner, right? I just uh, blanked on the name. Blade Runner, right? There is a director's cut that is not actually the vision of the director. The final cut is. And that's the one that has his approval on it, which is why many consider it to be the quintessential version. Same thing is going to happen with Justice League. Is that people are going to say the Snyder Cut is the quintessential uh, version of the film instead? um all right and then let us see well january says gallipoli it's the one you think it isn't exactly gallipoli uh and then adam says well storming here no internet adam no so sorry to hear that adam and Peabody says it counts as a director's cut if the director nicks himself shaving (laughs) but there he there he is i love that aussie upside down humor Alright, back over to my YouTube chat. Uh, Just as normal, I am behind. Uh, So it is 8.07 in the chat. It's 8.24 in real life, so I'm still a little less than 20 minutes behind, so don't worry, I'm getting there. Uh, Galford's Dog, does it count as promoting violence if we convince Brie Larson to try MMA with Holly Holm as her opponent because then it's just a sport? (laughs) Hey, you can support and you can say hey, you should think about this. and That's totally up to you. I personally wouldn't. Uh, Tina says, I do a TV watch with friends in North Carolina, and we all end up hiking up our volume to 50 or 75, almost max. Context, the expanse, it's not just you. Well, I'm glad to hear it's not just me, Tina. Yeah, so certain TVs, 50 or 75 might sound normal. For my TV, like 15 is actually really, really loud. Um, mine, I think, only goes up to about 50. Uh, and so the fact that I have it on my loudest setting, and again, the problem is, is that all the background noise is really loud, but it's the, it's the, and you can't change that, like, there's not a whole lot, you can only do so many settings on a television to try and boost the vocals, but that can only do so much, so that, yeah, the fact that Tina's going through this issue, too, shows that it is clearly a sound mixing issue on the actual product itself, so I'm glad that anyone who likes it, though, doesn't have the same issues. Uh, Jeremy Swig says, I actually enjoyed Michael Rosenbaum's performance of Lex in Smallville. I agree with that. Yes. Uh, As a younger Lex Luthor, yes. Michael Rosenbaum's great. Um, I was very upset when he did not come back for that final season. I wanted it so bad. Super Gamer, Boyega could work. Ideally, if he could swing it, I'd say Michael B. Jordan, another good shout. And for Flash, Warner Brothers was right casting a skinny guy, but it needs to be older, blonde, and charming. Well, boom, there you go. Nathan Slay, did you know that Joe Biden literally said he was going to beat himself in the election on television? Yes, I've seen the video, and it is hilarious. <laughs> he's, so, he's so far gone. It is like, it's to me, it's abuse for the people pulling his strings Glenda Hobbit, you touched the third rail by saying something negative about Inception. Oh, I bet I did. I've touched the third rail a lot by being critical of a lot of things tonight. So I'm wondering what that like to dislike ratio is. Because anytime I go after anything DC related, or even Marvel related too, because I think the Marvel fans and DC fans, a lot of them, not all, a lot of them cannot take criticism. And it's, uh, it's sad. All right, let's see. Hypernext thirteen. Christopher Nolan has a fetish for time. If you notice, there's always clocks or watches or ticking or just time in general. Now with Tenet, that's actually a very good point. Look to his last recent releases too, right? Inception definitely plays around with time. Uh, Interstellar very much you know plays with relativity, so it plays with time a lot. Tenet also uh, earlier films of his deal with time as well. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I love it. Nathan Slay, you should really be worrying about if Tenet falls into the same problem as Avengers Endgame. Also, I enjoyed Inception. No. Even just based on trailers alone, Tenet is not going to be anything like Endgame. So, what problem of Endgame? Do you mean like the the time travel element? The, The reason why I'm not worried about Tenet, though, is because Nolan has full control of that project. The reason why Endgame's time travel was terrible and broken... It's because if you actually listen to the interviews of the Russo brothers talking about time travel, and then you listen to the writers of the movie talking about time travel, they say different things. So when those two parties can't even agree on a basic main premise of your movie, it can't work, right? Nolan has full control of this project, and so I'm, I'm not really that concerned. Uh, that, that That is not, if I had, I would bet dollars to donuts, I always love that expression. That, that is not going to be an issue. Darkness, it is time to end the hashtag cancel Jeremy and start the hashtag cancel Odin. Oh, boy. Uh, Hybrid X13, could Better Call Saul be considered one of the best prequels in general, or is that probably an overstatement? Well, I haven't watched all of it yet, but I can say it is definitely a solid prequel. But even, even it is not... I mean, it is technically a prequel because it's telling you the story before Breaking Bad of one of the characters from Breaking Bad, but it's also one of the characters in Breaking Bad, his story, not the entire series overall. So, technically a prequel series. I would say it's kind of its own unique thing, too. So, it's not just a prequel series. Uh, Galford's Dog says, Would you like a World War II era DC movie with Jay Garrick, Alan Scott, Hawkman, and Lady Blackhawk? As I mentioned previously, I'm not uh, well-versed in comics, but I love the World War II era, and so, yeah. um, Just World War II era with heroes and comics would have me excited nathan slay i hope that in captain marvel 2 there's a plot twist that carol is actually the villain think about it she barely shows up for the whole avengers Endgame movie yeah wouldn't it be great if she was a scrawl the whole time <laughs> oh lord those ah, that movie was so bad oh my goodness uh, rk outpost is here uh ryan kennel what's going on man subscribe to him uh, he is a, he is the biggest Zack Snyder fanboy I think I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, what's going on, brother? He says, what's, what's, guys, what's, guys, I'm doing some push-ups right now. Oh, look at you, working out. Gosh, such a meathead. Uh, Bruce says, you are so welcome, you will love it. Hmm, maybe a third party sent all, uh, maybe a third party sent all of me. I know it's not on my list. Yes, yeah, so I, I think it may have been Laura. I think I may have figured it out. Uh, How three thousand says, "It man was one of Bruce Lee's earlier martial arts masters." It is, yeah. So uh, for those that are not aware, "It man" is the story of the man that trained Bruce Lee. Uh, so he's, he's he's gonna be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rosetta Allen says, "And I will torment tomorrow later." Well, you always torment, so that that's not gonna be much of a change. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ryan R-, 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 R K Outpost, thanks for stopping by, man. Hope that you have a good night. Uh, All right, let us see. Where are we in the chat? <laughs> chat did jump on me, but luckily no comments were skipped. So let me jump over to DLive for a hot second. Um, cool. Luckily, nothing happening over on, on DLive. So shout out to my DLive fan. I love y'all. But let me get, jump back over to YouTube. Uh, let's see. All right. Jeremy Swig says, I don't care either way honestly about Snyder cuts, but what if it ends up being bad or could they shove woke garbage into it like Hollywood has prone to do with something this popular? I doubt anything woke is going to be added into it because from what I know about it, there is a lot of footage that was never put into the final film. So basically, the way it's explained to me is that Zack Snyder finished the principal photography on the movie. And so they were in post-production when obviously the tragedy happened. You know, his, his daughter took her own life again, tragedy, my heart and thoughts went out to him, still go out to him. Cause obviously it's going to be hard to ever recover from that fully, um, impossible even to recover from that fully. Um, and so what happened was they decided to bring on Joss Whedon to finish the project. And what ended up happening was he ended up doing some reshoots of the movie Uh, to make it more so in his own vision rather than using or respecting the vision that was made by uh, Zack Snyder. Now, the thing that confuses me is because of the time frame. Um, Even though the cinematographer claims that only 10% of Zack Snyder's film was in the final product, it's hard for me to fully accept that number specifically because of when the post-production started and when the film came out and then when Joss Whedon actually took over. I don't know the exact time frame, but to me it would seem like a little bit too much of a crunch to refilm 90% of a movie. Like, just for me personally. Again, some, you might know more information, so let me know if you if you have more of a timeline breakdown of this. But anyway, so, I, I, because it's going to be mostly using the footage that was already shot, I don't think wokeness is going to be the problem. For me, I think it's going to be uh, tonal shifts, and I, I would say it's going to be a typical Zack Snyder problem, because he has similar problems in all of his movies. So that's the reason why I'm personally not that excited about it, because it's still a Zack Snyder movie, and... For me, he has not made a single good movie that I can honestly go back to and say, yeah, I want to rewatch that over and over again. Films that I used to love by him, 300, just have not aged well. Uh, And that's just my own personal opinion. Uh, Super Anime Gamer agreed. Listening to foreign language films dubbed is the worst. I always find the dubbing so awkward and distracting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The only time that I do listen to dubbed versions are for animes because... Usually, they do a much better job with that because, one, with the way the mouths work in animes, it's a lot easier to you know, convince you that the language that you're hearing is the language that's being spoken on the screen. But also, they tend to cast very good voice actors uh, or at least high-profile actors that can do a good job of, of reading the lines. And so, it's, it's actually a pretty good experience normally. And that's actually another movie I didn't talk about. I just watched a film called uh, The Girl Who Let Through Time. Very great film. Beautiful animation, great story, and the voice acting for it also. The English voice acting is very good. Uh, Mayor Jeremy, I honestly believe Disney with uh, will release the JJ cut for Episode Nine. As I said, there is no precedent that I'm aware of of Disney releasing any uh, director's cut of a film, original cut like like a, an actual um, original Disney production. And again, please if you if you know of one, let me know. Uh, Bruce says I always use TV ears. Uh, it, it highlights the vocals and lowers all the other sounds. I'm using them right now. Oh, okay, I got you, I got you. Yeah, I think I've heard about those myself, but for me, it's like, I don't want to get that when I only need it for one show. Because <laughs> as I said, it's not an Amazon Prime problem because I, I watch other shows on Amazon Prime and movies and, it, and I never have to worry about the vocals. It's the way that the mix was done on that show specifically. And apparently it doesn't really go away. Uh, I hear, like, it gets better, but not by much, which is, again, I don't really want to subject myself to that for, what, four or five-plus seasons? Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, don't really have an opinion on the Snyder cuts, but I do think one benefit of it is that the film will be more tonally consistent. Don't know what Warner Brothers was thinking with the snyder and combo. Yeah, again, no matter what the end percentage split between the two films were, uh, having those very different directors with completely different visions, make a product together. It just, with Weedon, of course, having the final say overall, just, it was bound to fail. Uh, Tim Tringle Jr. What's going on, Tim? A good audio receiver will have a setting for improving or clarifying the dialogue on material. But as I said, Tim, like, the problem, though, is that that's the only show that I have a problem with. So I I don't really want to invest in anything that would only need to fix one problem for one show. So I personally would rather just not watch it, to be honest. Like, fix the audio. (laughs) Okay, I would say this. Release the better audio version of The Expanse. They have all the original stuff on there. All they need to do is go in, tweak the sound, lower the background noise, up the the vocal stuff, and they could literally re-upload all of that get that done pretty quickly. And I would say they could do it probably for for very little money as well. So, Amazon, if you want me to watch your show, mm, damn you. It's listening again because I said the A word. Not even the, not even the other A word. <laughs> oh, lordy. But yeah, I'm not buying a new piece of tech just to fix the audio for one show. That's just not a good investment. Uh, Galford's Dog, did you hear that Robert Pattinson is actually working out for the Batman and was just trolling the interviewer? Follow-up, do you believe it? I don't care. Like, (laughs) here's the thing, man. I just don't care. When that first news came out, I'm like, okay, that means very little to me. Because if he performs well, that can take away from any other stuff. Like, you can make someone look bigger on the screen. I remember the same thing was being said for Gal Gadot. People said she's too skinny to be Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman needs to have more curves. But then she's on the screen and you forget all about that. And you're like, no, she looks fine. She looks fine. So I, I think Robert Pattinson also is going to look fine, too, um, because he doesn't have to be a giant muscle head. Again, he has to be muscular, but they can do that with a suit. They can do that with special effects. Like, they they can do that after the fact. And it just didn't really... That story didn't interest me in the first place. Zero Duality says, Hail and love the old castle. Damn you, Zero. Damn you. Hypernext 13 Tarantino foot fetish versus no one time fetish. Now that's an interesting fight. <laughs> More interesting fight than BBS. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tarantino. Dear Lord, that's the... Mm, there's one terrible thing to say about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's that shot at the damn feet. Nathan Slate. I did mean that Tenant may suffer from the time travel, but you're right about it not happening. Again, if there's one thing that is not going to be a problem for Tenant, it's going to be inconsistency in the, in the storytelling. Uh, Nathan Slay, Ghostbusters reboot trailer, there hasn't been a ghost in 30 years, movie gets delayed, Ghostbusters trailer, there hasn't been a ghost in 31 years, (laughs) I doubt that they'll do that, but they could, it wouldn't take very long to change that, and it wouldn't cost them that much either, alright, we are just about at time, so if we can start slowing things down a little bit over on YouTube, I would appreciate that. Uh, but we do have, let's see, 63 people still watching. Please smash that like button. It really would mean a lot. Uh, let me jump over to DLive for a second. Camden High says, What people were talk- were first talking about, Tenet, I thought they were talking about a movie about David Tenet. Yes, I can see the confusion. Adam Frank and the Clan. What, I can't hear you over the rain! Damn you. Cam Phonemo. Whedon was a horrible choice to replace Snyder. There has to be other directors out there that would have been a better fit. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, Let's see. Cam Phonemo. Stop blaming the show for the baddie. You're just getting old. I had to admit I was getting old when I needed reading glasses. No, 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 no. Phonemo. You might be trolling. You might be joking. It really isn't me. It is honestly the mix on the show. Because as I said... There are plenty of other shows that I watch and movies that I watch, and I never have that problem. And I've actually gotten my ears checked several times because in loud in in crowds, my hearing is terrible. When there's other stuff going on, I, my hearing is terrible. But the reason why is because of my ADD. And so the the problem with the show is one, the background noise is so loud that it was it was already going to be hard with my ADD. But then also the mixing's bad. And again, go ahead, look up, uh, Google it right now. Look up. Expanse audio mixing issues. And you'll see that there's been several people complain about the audio mix on that show. So, screw you, Captain Phonemo. <laughs> uh, and then Peabody says, uh, well, they could replace Gal with Nicki Minaj, but they would have to rename, their one- <laughs> rename the movie Wonderbutt. No, 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 no. Let's not do that, please. Let's not do that. And Captain Nemo confirms that he was joking. Well, I'm glad to hear you were joking. Because how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Tina B. Uh, And I can tell. Tina B. says, 70B and I can tell you that Ryan's not the only hardcore Snyder fan. Nas got noticed by AT&T on Twitter and was retweeted good for him. I saw that. So congrats to the president, Nas for doing that. I saw it. It was freaking awesome, man. So great. Super says, agreed. I think MCU fans are worse though. The only time I've ever been called an incel in my life was when criticizing Thor 4. They also seem to think Kevin Feige is actually God. No, but I'm going to be fair, I'm going to be honest here. I think they're both equally as bad. Like there are crazies on both sides and if you're crazy, you're crazy. And because I've made more videos critical of the DCEU than the MCU because I argue that there are worse films in the DCEU total like in comparison to all the films made Versus you know the MCU that I've had more people complain from the DC fan base and it's been pretty toxic. My ratio on my DC videos are usually terrible. Uh, Nated say I hear people really like Watchmen. People say it's thought provoking. I'm guessing you don't like it. It's pretty ridiculous that the main character's um, ding dong is visible. Yeah, I mean as I said, there, there's just a lot of technical issues with that movie. Uh, the CGI does not really hold up all that much. The color grading is so dark, it's like, it's so hard to see things, and yeah, again, and then if you want to go further into the comic side of things, I mean, he changes the story. He changes the ending, and I'm sure there'll be people saying, well, they had to because you couldn't really have a giant squid on screen, but to me, that's just an excuse for bad storytelling. Bruce says, I am a huge anime fan, and I have and love The Girl Who Left Through Time. It's a great film. Soul Assassin, Doomcock said, there's a rumor a Lucas Cut exists. Do you think if it's released, it would help Star Wars hail Doomcock? Soul Assassin, um, not not to go against Lord Doomcock. Again, I'm not fighting him at all on this. I just, I don't think it exists. Because, as I said, there has been no proof or evidence that he was the one behind the camera. Just because he might have a vision that he had, like, just because he may have been in the editing bay for one cut of a movie does not mean that it is his cut. At the end of the day, JJ Abrams was the one in the director's chair chair for all principal photography. There has been no reports that George Lucas was at, was in charge of principal photography or that reshoots were done under George Lucas in the director's chair. So yeah, I, I, I don't buy it. Uh, Tim Tringle says tombstone has a director's cut and the studio that made it is owned by Disney and was, uh, by Disney when it was originally made. Yeah, but as I said before, uh, again, so Tombstone, there's a director's cut, apparently. I, I actually never heard of a director's cut. But again, just be is that a extended cut or a director's cut? Because there is a difference between those two. And also, as you said, it was a company owned by Disney, not from Disney proper. Uh, as I said, I don't think there's been any Disney proper films um, that have had those. Uh, Cw Trixie says one of the great but hilariously fun things about dubbed movies and anime is when they are poorly dubbed and are filled with ingrate. <laughs> Cw Trixie, Hi uh, says Odin. Random question: Whose side were you on between the conflict of Daredevil and Punisher, valuing human life for criminals by Daredevil or punishment for them by Punisher? Definitely on Daredevil's side. Uh, I am someone as a Catholic. I'm against the death penalty. So I I just don't believe in it. I think, yeah, put someone in jail for the rest of their life. One, it's been proven to be cheaper to keep someone alive in prison. And at the end of the day, killing someone is not going to bring the other person back from the dead. And it has been shown that people who are in prison can, in certain situations, not all, in certain situations, amend their ways and change for the better. So it's not up to us to take someone's life. All we are doing is we're we're no better than them if we are going to do exactly the same thing that they've done. ASIA Productions says, hello there, hello there, ASIA Productions. Thanos Felicitas says, didn't they hide Gal Gadot's pregnancy on reshoots? I believe they did. I believe they did. They did a good job, as I was not able to tell. Again, we're going to slow things down a little bit on YouTube. So again, please, slow things down on YouTube, because we need to start ending things. I don't want to skip any con- comments that people want to have read Ah, uh, Tina says no. They can hire another Batman. Sorry, the Batman. Context: Sparkle dude. No, I do not like the guy. He's a good actor. Uh, I was excited to see him. In, uh, I was excited to see him in Tenet because I think people are going to enjoy his performance. Jeremy Swig says so. They complain Gal doesn't have enough curves, but praise The Last of Us Two. Ooh, obviously we know there's a huge difference there. Um, Zero Duality says, what did you think of the Dark Side tease? The animation also. I'm very ambivalent towards it. As I said, I'm not a big comics fan in the first place, so Dark Side doesn't really do much for me anyway. And all I saw was what potentially is gonna be more bad CGI. That's that's me. Uh so Neons, the, the expanse has bad audio. Sure, okay, boomer. Next you'll say the long night is too dark. <laughs> I hear the trollery there. Yeah, I love how HBO said, um, you just need to turn up the uh, brightness on your television set. It's like, no, 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 it was too dark. You didn't do your job galford's dog are you trying to sleep tonight remember that tarantino wrote the scenes where sama hayek rubs her feet all over his face for his own enjoyment i don't remember that uh what movie was that in and uh yeah please don't <laughs> oh lord all right Super Anime gamer says I think i've got to head out a little early thanks for hosting another awesome stream and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend night peep super thank you man Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Alex Martinez says, will you b- still be doing Star Wars officialized Blu-ray giveaways? Yeah, I haven't done one in a while. Uh, I might do one again at some point, uh, but not tonight because I can't stay on for much longer. Uh, Nathan Slay says, I cannot believe that Watchmen allowed the main character to have his junk to be shown on screen. Who greenlit that idea? And also, they made it ginormous. All right, let me just end over on D-Live real quick. Uh, Outback Zach uh, thank you for tagging me. Will Gentry says, "Are you talking about the whole of the expanse or just one series?" So series one, because that's as far as I've gotten into it. I've gotten like five or six episodes into the first season or series one, as my UK brethren say. And the it's it's terrible. The uh, audio the audio mix is terrible, and I've been I, I've read that the entire series has some pretty bad audio mixing. Uh, Captain Phoniemo says, "Any good cuts of the rise of not Skywalker are in the Disney vaults." Like the good movies again. If they do exist, they ain't coming out. Adam bringing the clan says, "I am on Deadpool side." <laughs> Adam says, "From dust till dawn." Ah, from dust till dawn. There you go. Uh, Calvo Nemo says, "The screen was in from dusk till dawn." Oh, talking about the uh, the feet thing. Gotcha. Will Gentry says, "It was the snake dance in dust till dawn." Did, y- did y'all read each other's comments? Come on, man. Come on, people. Read each other's comments. That way there's not repetition, man. Uh, Outback Zach says, Look again, I called you Olden. Okay, Outback Zach. Uh, Anyway, that is going to be doing it for me tonight. Uh, One last thing I do want to end on is, is there anyone out there in the chat that's a part of the channel that is a Pebbler? You remember the old school company that was bought by Fitbit not too long called Pebble? I picked up this bad boy. It's a Pebble Time Steel. Got on eBay. Brand new. Never opened before. Uh, I've been wearing it, and it is wonderful. I love it. It's just simple. I like it. It's waterproof. It does everything that I need for it to do, and it's great. And apparently the the guy on eBay has the original Pebble unopened, like has a few editions of that, has the original Pebble's time, same thing, and has a lot of different versions of it. So I might buy another one just to have as a backup and also just to own the original one. So anyway... For anyone that's a Pebbler out there, uh, just letting y'all know about it. So you can find those on eBay in the United States. Uh, apparently in the UK, et cetera, you can't find it. Uh, but also, one last thing, there will be a Chosen of Valhalla stream tomorrow. So join us tomorrow on the channel around 12 p.m. Eastern time. So 12 p.m. Eastern time, I will have my $25 and up backers of Patreon and Subscribestar fame who will be joining me to talk about movies, pop culture, maybe some Snyder Cut talk as well. And it should be a damn good time. Obviously, Tina, who's in the chat right now, will be there. Rosetta Allen might be there. We'll have to wait and see how I'm feeling tomorrow after her betrayal tonight. Uh, And also some other awesome people as well. Laura will be making a return as well, Uh, so I'm glad that she'll be on there tomorrow as River is freaking out behind me. Basically, uh, River has this solid plastic blue ball. And she cuddles with it like it's a toy, like, like like it's a cuddly stuffed animal. And so whenever she has it in her mouth, if Willow ever gets close to the ball, she starts doing that. And it's hilarious because literally the ball is like, it's again, it's, it's a hard ball that she somehow grips, like and so it's like this giant thing hanging out of her mouth. And literally, uh, Willow's just sitting there, and then River freaks out and goes, Rawr. it's ridiculous. Uh says, I only wear analog watches. Well, that's why I love this one, because it's an always-on... Display. Ooh, I can't really show it that well. But anyway, it's an always-on display. So it is technically like LCD, but it's e-ink. So it's always-on. It's colored. And it works very well. But anyway, uh, thank you all so much for being here tonight. My d fam, y'all stick around. I'll take care of y'all like I normally do. Uh, YouTube peeps, thanks for being here. d peeps, thanks for being here. I uh, hope you all had fun. Uh, this will be up over on Welcome to Asgard probably sometime in the next 24 to 48 hours. Depends on how... Uh, how much I want to get it done as soon as the stream ends. Uh, You guys are all amazing people. people. Join us tomorrow on the channel 12 p.m. Eastern for The Chosen of Valhalla. Uh, Let me shout out my patrons real quick. Uh, Have a wonderful night, and as always, God bless. And now a huge shout out to my May Patreon and Subscribestar members, Albertus Magnus. Animation Commentator, Brian P., Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Frank the Tank and the Shawhand Weeder Dog Clan, Harold Francis, The Honker Chunker, Funker Monkey, inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jeffrey Toon, Kenneth Camille, Lady T, Laura Story, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mike Jackson, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, Orange Hat Reviews, Outpost Dyer, Out of step with reality. Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen. Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, The DJD Show, and Tina B. Thank you all for being my Patreon members, and a shout out to my Subscribestar peeps. John B., Perpetual Punster, Robert Revo, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, G2Cool99, Darkstar57, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., US888209FAST, Dean Heiss, Harold Francis, J-Rod the Beer Guru, Nevadon G. Adams, and Zike. Amen. And a special shout out to David Bobrizik and Edgardo Martinez. I'm going to leave that pause there just in case anyone decides to join for the month of May because you can indeed join on Patreon or Subscribestar at any time this month to be eligible for any of the perks. They include access to an exclusive podcast that I do with John, the flick pick of John Flickinger's fame, so make sure you go ahead and check that out at the $10 and up level. Also, if you uh, Subscribestar or Patreon at $5 or up, you have access to exclusive giveaways of 4K movies, digital films, and a bunch of other stuff in between as well. And if anything you could at least give just anything that you really want to help support the channel and it would really help me out a lot keeps the lights on makes me able to continue to do this kind of stuff so anything you possibly give check out some more information in the description of the patreon subscribe star and of course youtube membership links as well you guys are all amazing and beautiful people have a wonderful day and as always god bless